Welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. It's your favorite host in the most, Sound the Bomb. And of course, we are back with another. Uh, it is October 8th, 2021. Oh my god. Can't believe it's October. God, you guys. It's October already. Holy shit, it's October already. Can't believe it. Um, Not a ton of non-anime... Well, actually, there is. There's quite a bit of non-anime news. More than last week, that's for sure. But there's a lot of anime news and a lot of hype happening right now in the world of anime. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll just do what we normally do. Do our thing. Go to Chicken Wang. Do the non-anime news first and take a break in the middle. And then get into the anime news. But first, first and foremost, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Um, composer Koichi Sugiyama passed away. He was 90 years old. Um, he is best known for um, being a composer on Dragon Quest, and he even compu- composed music for um, anime like S- Space Runaway Ideon, um, even the new Dragon Quest like an- like anime Dino Daibouken. He did Magic Knight Ray Air Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. Um, yeah, I mean he's. He's, 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 he's crazy. I mean, he's a legend. Um, a lot of that music, is, especially in you know the original Dragon Quest games, hit a lot of people. Um, not so much me, because I was a little bit before my time. Like, I was a very small kid when, when that game came out. And I don't think I even played the original Dragon Quest until I was way older, obviously, when I knew it existed. But, you know, to a lot of, uh, to a lot of people, that music is something. And, um, yeah, so... This one is for Koichi Sugiyama. Uh, let's get into it, though, shall we, with the non-anime news? And then, uh, yeah, we'll jump into the anime news right after. First and foremost, I clicked on the wrong thing. Here we go. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this uh, this is pretty funny, and this is just like TV news. But, I mean, honestly, um, that 70s show is... It's a little dated in terms of like some of its jokes, obviously, um, but it it it's still a, a really good show, and I mean I think it's a great show. Honestly, it's it's classic. It was really timely. It was really funny for trying to depict the seventies and with like you know the the kind of like lingo that that they used, you know, for for the show and such. I mean, I thought it was really funny. It's obviously very popular. There's a lot of really quotable and memorable things about it. And it's just a, a really good show. So it's actually getting a spinoff of that 90s show, which, like, people have been kind of memeing about for a long time, right? I mean, people have been saying, like, okay, they did a that 80s show, which failed. Obviously, it failed really hard. Um, and then it was, like, canceled after not even... I don't know. I think it was just one season and they canceled it. Um, but like then obviously there's, uh, you know, they, they tried to, I think people were memeing about it for a long time. They were just like, dude, let's some, they should do a that 90 show where they're all grown up and all this and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And now they're going to do it. So apparently the story goes, um, 
Leia <laughs> Leia Foreman, the daughter of Eric and Donna, is visiting her grandparents for the summer, where she bonds with a new generation of Point Place, Wisconsin kids under the watchful eye of Kitty and Red Foreman. So, like, it's going to star Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Rupp, Deborah Jo Rupp as Red and Kitty again. It doesn't sound like, um, uh, you know, Laura Prepon and uh, uh, the guy who played Eric, Topher Grace, is going to be in it. I mean, if they are in it, it'll be a surprise. They haven't said anything. I kind of doubt it, though, to be honest, because I think Topher Grace is kind of just, like, over it, kind of, you know? Um, Laura Prepon might, because, you know, she's done Netflix shit, obviously, because of Orange is the New Black. Um, anyway, obviously this is just another nostalgia cash grab, and I understand that 100%, but I'm probably still going to watch it and, you know, see what's up with that. I mean, it'll probably be fun, if anything. We'll see. Um, of course, it's on Netflix, so if you don't have Netflix, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's kind of fun. We'll see. You know, nostalgia is making a lot of money now, so I mean, can't really blame them. Um, so Metroid Dread is out today, and... The recent Nintendo Direct was obviously super fucking crazy, and we'll talk more about the other things they talked about there. But I want to say this, because I thought this was awesome. Um, There's a new podcast out called All Things Nintendo, Um, and uh, the first episode is out, and you can can listen to it right now, where they talk about... uh, you know, they kind of talk about the hosts kind of go on about their first Nintendo games, favorite Nintendo games. Then they talk about all the upcoming stuff in Nintendo. Like, you know, what we talked about last week and a couple weeks ago, Kirby, Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3, all that good stuff, Metroid Dread. And yeah, Metroid Dread is out today, which is fucking amazing. So that's really fun. Cool. Um, and the, you know, a lot of people got the new switch, the OLED switch, and there's a new bundle package out there that comes with, um, Metroid Dread and the Nintendo Switch OLED. At least I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Of course, scalpers are ruining it and already putting it like on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and eBay and shit. But you know, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus Premium Edition is now out. You can buy it for the PS4, PS5, and/or the Switch for thirty bucks. Just in case anyone didn't know about that, Grand Theft Auto: The Trilogy Remastered Definitive Collection launches this year i mean let's let's be real okay the latest grand theft auto games are great they're fucking amazing okay um but for people like me who grew up in the eras of the ps2 we're always gonna be like those fucking just boomer bitches who were just like man the the vice city days and san andreas was the those were the best grand theft auto games and whatever you know but like dude don't get me wrong i actually think I actually think, think GTA 4 was, like, one of the best ones. Like GTA 4 was really good. Um, with, uh, I think, his, was his name Nico Bellic, I think? The Russian? You played, like, a Russian guy, Nico, or whatever. I hope I'm not mixing that up with GTA 5. I'm pretty sure it's GTA 4 where you play Nico Bellic. But th- those three were really good, especially San Andreas. San Andreas was something else. Like, it was, it was oh, man, I loved it. I love the characters in it. So good. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Definitive Edition, want to relive those games on a remastered console. Seems pretty sweet. Um, Diablo 4 design lead Joe Shelley has been promoted to game director. So I don't know what that really means. Um, that that it 
that that's that probably has stuff to do with also the ongoing lawsuit against Activision Blizzard and all that stuff. So who knows? Um, to be honest with you, me person, just me personally, not judging anyone else out there, me personally do not really want to give my money to them right now, although I do want to play D- the Diablo 2 remaster. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see kind of wait a little longer to see what's happening first. Um, but I think things are moving forward, but hopefully not with, you know, just empty, you know, I hope it's just not all talk and no action, you know, um, which in, in some parts of it, it seems to be, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon Sea will confirm that series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi announces departure from Sega. Uh, Ryuga Gotoku Studio has confirmed that a sequel to last year's Like a Dragon is in development and the series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi is officially leaving Sega. This news comes from a post on the official RGG site <clears throat> celebrating the studio's 10th anniversary this year. In it, the studio thanks its fans for the support over the past 10 years alongside news that Nagoshi is departing from Sega. Um, he said, as I depart from Sega, I'm also leaving my position as the head of Ryuga Gotoku Studio. Uh, thank you to the fans who have supported us in the Yakuza series for many years. You have my sincerest and deepest gratitude. Um, yeah, dude, that's crazy. A bunch of people left. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. Kind of makes you think what's happening over there. Um, the first Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer arrived, and it looks really cool. I'm pretty excited. We see Claire Redfield. We see uh, what out what Wesker looks like. Uh, what Jill looks like. Jill is part of kind of the main part of it. Um, this is supposed to be like a prequel to <clears throat> Resident Evil. So like before, it's like the stuff leading up to like the first two games. I'm pretty sure, or whatever it is. But we see Chris, we see Claire, we see Jill, um, we see Leon. Which I don't really like the way he looks. I don't think the actor is bad. Um, he just looks in terms of like, in terms of like stature, he looks a little scrawny. Like they should, I I feel like they should have made him like bulk up a little more. But like then again, Leon in Resident Evil Two does kind of look like even in the game, does look a little scrawnier than he does like in Resident Evil Four or like the movies and shit, the later like CG movies. So maybe that's why they chose him to look that way. But. It does look like an actual like Resident Evil adaptation, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game Celebrations unboxing the coolest card. Celebrations set is pretty crazy. It's re- they're really hard to find right now. Um, there's a bunch of different things for it. So there's a tin. There's an Elite Trainer box. There is a blister box where it comes with like um, f- a few packs and the Pikachu V Union card. The Pikachu V Union card, just so you guys know. So we've talked about V Unions before or whatever. Um, but the Pikachu V Union card is is a is a is a is a union uh, a V Union card, right? So it's four pieces that you got to put in your discard pile, and then you got to play it from the discard pile. But basically, what it is is it's literally twenty five Pikachu's on a card. So like all of the ways you've seen him look on different cards, um, in different uh, different mangas. All the ways, pretty much on any way you've seen him on a card, he the, he he's on. There are a bunch of Pikachu's on this card. It's just all of the Pikachu arts on one card, and uh, I can't really tell you too much what it does because the picture I'm looking at is kind of small. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, 
So he has Union Gain, which pretty much all the Union cards have, which one colorless attached to energy. In this case, it's electric energy from your discard pile. Uh, Shocking Shock for 120, one lightning and one colorless. Flip a coin of heads, your opponents now active Pokemon's now paralyzed. Disconnect for two lightning energy and a colorless, so three, and does 150 damage. During your opponent's next turn, they can't play any item cards from their hand. Uh, that's pretty funny. An Electro Ball together, which is the same two lightning and a colorless for 250, and there's no written effects or anything like that. So it's just a straight up 250 for three energy, which, to be honest with you right now, in the way <laughs> with the flaffy um with the flaffy card uh that's out right now that's really not that hard so you could literally flaffy and then union gain and then it's 300 hp and then just that electro ball together for 250 damage actually can pretty much one or two shot a lot of different uh, gx and v VMAX Pokemon right now. So that's, I mean, you know, you could just Greninja and then you could Umbreon or you can Zigzagoon uh, on the bench and then just, uh, you know, boom, get out of here. So that's pretty cool. Uh, River City Girls Games trailer reveals Japanese cast. Yeah, dude, pretty cool. We've got a new trailer that shows they reveal the Japanese cast for Misako and Kyoka and Kunio and Ricky, um, and also showed a little bit more of the other characters, but ba- barely any. They haven't announced announced the characters yet, but they've been in the trailers and they've been in some of the key visuals and such like that. So, um, but it's pretty much what it's what people have uh, revealed to be Marion from the Double Dragon series and Provi from River City Underground. Provi is a really fun, cool character. She's super awesome. And she is a River City Underground character, so it's kind of weird that she'd be in this one because technically River City Underground takes place, like, way in the future. But who knows? Like, who fucking cares, right? It's a spinoff. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for River City Girls. If you've never played River City Girls, it's so sick. Like, I, I fucking love it. And the story and the plot to the first game is just hilarious. Um, but, yeah, in this one, you you finally get to play Kunio and Ricky, so that's really sweet. Um, excited for that. Should be coming out for Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox, XS, Xbox One, PC, via Steam. Speaking of River City, Kunio Kun no Sengoku Shidaio, Zayan Shugo. Uh, this is a new uh, Kunio Kun game. It's Kunio Kun's record of the three kingdoms everyone assemble. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a tactical, like a romance of the three kingdoms, kind of. Um, a plus games is developing the game, um, which they did kill a kill if and little witch academia chamber of time. It's supposed to be like a romance of the three kingdoms game, but like, instead of, you know, the normal little Japanese armies you have, you have Kunio Kun characters in pixel format on a 3d plane doing, uh, tactical shit. So pretty cool. Kingdom hearts games had to switch as cloud streaming releases. So it's, Kingdom Hearts is 20 years old, okay, right? So um, Square Enix announced on Tuesday that it will release the Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind games on Switch as cloud streaming releases. All three titles will be available individually or as part of the Master Masterpiece for Cloud release. Uh, Square Enix did not reveal a release date for them. 
But uh, this is a good way to play Kingdom Hearts just all in one. Um, playing it on the Switch, I mean, I don't really think that's a bad thing at all. The, the, the graphics for Kingdom Hearts 3 are not super crazy. I think they'll look really pretty fine on the Switch, honestly. And, of course, for the rest of the games, uh, the Switch, I think, can, can handle. Uh, because, obviously, they came out 13, 12, 14, 15 years ago. But, um, speaking of Sora... Sora is now in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, revealed as the final character um, for Super Smash Bros. <clears throat> it's so much more than just another fighter. Um, Masahiro Sakurai's goodbye to a franchise he created decades ago. Sakurai revealed yesterday that Sora will be the 82nd, technically 89th if you count Echoes, and final fighter joining the roster. It was a momentous occasion for all of the games, something the director hinted in a tweet made the day before Sora's reveal. He tweeted, One more day until the last DLC fighter for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is announced. Whether you're a Smash Bros. player or simply love games, make sure to tune in. Um, with room for just one more fighter in the roster, the last fighter, desi- last fighter ever designed by Sakurai, the character had to represent more than just another pick in the roster. They had to represent everything that Super Smash Bros. as a franchise is about. And if there's one thing Sakurai has made clear, this series is about celebrating games. So naturally, they fucking put Sora in it. And a lot of people were like... A lot of people were like bitching about it. Like, oh, they're just going to put another anime sword character in it, right? And then they technically did. And then people are like... Those same people complaining are like whatever it's a keyblade it's different it's like okay so now you're now like it's fine right because it's sora but like i mean honestly who cares i there was some people out there saying like they wanted master chief or doom guy or something uh although i do recognize those characters as uh game icons video gaming icons more so doom guy than master chief uh master chief is kind of fucking overrated i mean halo's lame i don't know halo and destiny are lame like, the story of Halo is cool enough for me, I think. But, like, to be put in Smash Brothers seems goofy. The Doom guy would fit more in Smash Brothers than any than, than Master Chief ever would, in my opinion. And plus, Microsoft probably wouldn't even let that happen because they're Microsoft and they suck. So, like, I don't know. Like, Sora, in my opinion, is the next iconic thing, if you really think about it. And I, I think it's just a perfect inclusion for being the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts and to be the last, like, character. Like, because for years and years and years, ever since the first Smash Brothers came out, there was always rumors about um, when when Melee was coming out, when they announced Melee for GameCube, they were like, oh, what if they put Mega Man? Oh, what if they put... What if they put Sora? And everyone was always like, they're not going to do that, guys. It's Nintendo. It's a Nintendo thing only. They're not going to do that. And then Brawl came out, and they put Sonic and Solid Snake in it. And then everyone was like, shit. <laughs> so that's when everyone's, like, theories of things just started coming all together. It was just like, well, they can do it now because now they have fucking who's a what's who's a futzits and everyone in it. And then that just became more and more apparent when in the next game they put Cloud and uh, Mega Man and... Yeah, and then we have, now we have Street Fighter characters. Now we have King of Fighters characters in it. And here you go. Now we have Sora. And technically, technically, 
technically, yes, Sora is a Square Enix game, uh, character, but he's also a Disney character. Yes. I don't know if you guys know this, but Disney technically owns some of the rights to Sora. So, you know, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And Smash Brothers, you have to understand that Smash Brothers, although what they what they did for a fighting game was really unique, they weren't really the first game to like do crossover stuff, but they really were the first kind of franchise to do this kind of ambitious crossover where we have Konami, Capcom, Square Enix, uh, SNK, and um, not even that, but like there's fucking there's fucking Undertale stuff in it, you know? Like there's 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 stuff to other games, other franchises in it that aren't playable characters, but like are in the game, you know? There's there's you know the stickers and trophy collections and all that shit, like. I mean, I don't know. I think it's great. I think Sora is great. And also, his alternate colors are just like his different costumes throughout the game. So it's pretty sweet. Anyway, I went on that rant for like three minutes. So sorry. That being said, Nuclear Blaze, a firefighting side-scroller by the creator of Dead Cells, launches this month. This game looks really sweet. Just type in Nuclear Blaze and watch the trailer. Tell me what y'all think of that. Whoops. Sorry, I had a fucking YouTube video here. Um, But yeah, dude. Um, let's put that towards the end. Twitch confirms source code payment numbers, user information, and more has leaked. Yes, so let me tell you about this leak that happened earlier this week. Everybody knows about it already, but just like just to talk about it. Um it, it when I say leak, it wasn't just like a leak of this, a leak of that, or whatever. It literally was everything you need to know in and about Twitch was leaked. And it was, like, on 4chan, I think. And it was a downloadable 125 gig thing. It was... The p- reports are calling it a massive data leak or a huge a huge leak. It wasn't just massive or huge or whatever. It was everything. <laughs> so, um, hopefully by now you've changed all your passwords and, and activated two-factor authentication. Uh, of course, I did. We did. Everyone did. None of my payment information is on any of the Twitch accounts I run or have. Uh, so, you know, that's all well and fine and everything, but I still change them. You just should just because, um, to be honest with you, y'all should be changing your passwords like every couple of months, just cause you never know. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I highly recommend that y'all do that. That probably should have been the first thing I said. Um, but a lot of people were like, surprised about how much money like some twitch streamers make and it was kind of just like a lot of people were like wow it turns out that when you give money to your favorite streamer they actually get that money (laughs) it was really funny but like yeah like some of these people like if they got if you got twitch in the bag holy shit some of these people whoo crazy um you can no longer add wallet funds on the ps3 and vita stores this month Beginning October 27th, users will no longer be able to use credit, debit cards, or PayPal to purchase digital content or add funds to their wallets directly from the PlayStation Store on either platform. To buy anything from the PS3 or Vita stores going forward, you'll have to access the PS Store from a PS5, PS4, PC, or mobile device. Then from there, you can add funds using a debit credit card, gift card, or PayPal. Once you've added money to your wallet, you'll then have to return to the PS3 Vita stores to make your purchase. So, I mean... Yeah, that's kind of fine. It kind of makes it a little clickbaity. It makes it seem like you can't buy things anymore in there. You can. You just can't add wallets. You're, you can't add funds to it from those platforms. 
Uh, Universal Studios Japan and the Pokemon Company teaming up to create a revolutionary theme park experience. Ye, probably they're probably gonna do some Pokemon shit on, like t- as an addition to the Nintendo Land thing. Um, but they already doing more Donkey Kong themed area, so I don't know. Pretty crazy though. Pretty crazy. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um. Yeah, dog. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to some movie news. Hellraiser's Jamie Clayton celebrates Pinhead casting. Sensei star Jamie Clayton celebrates her casting as the Cenobite leader Pinhead in the upcoming reboot of Clive Barker's classic Hellraiser. Uh, dude, uh, Jamie Clayton. Okay, first of all, first of all, dude, Jamie Clayton is goaded. Okay, she's fun, cool. I still haven't seen Sensei, but I heard it was pretty sweet. But I know who Jamie Clayton is. She's also in the Outward Generation Q. Um, she plays Tess. So, yeah, she's apparently playing Pinhead. And I think that's super sick. A lot of people, of course, are going to be mad and hateful and shitty about it. They're going to be like, why ruin a classic, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're, I mean, if you're mad that they're remaking it at all, I get it. Um, I absolutely get it. Okay, they they remake things all the time, and I agree that it can be annoying. Um, but then you get the you get the kind of people who hate that it's like a fucking woman doing it, right? It's like why do they have to change gender just because blah, blah blah cancel culture, uh, the the fucking left so much for the the tolerant liberals and blah blah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, liberals suck, but like you know, at the same time, it's like why do you hate women so much? <laughs> Like we can all agree that the new Ghostbusters movie, with all like the with Kristen McCarthy order, we can all agree that that movie might have been bad a little bit, but it wasn't bad because it was four women playing Ghostbusters. Okay, let's let's not let's not make that a thing. That's not what it was. Like it's just so weird. It's like every time they cast a woman to like do some kind of nostalgic role that originally was played by a dude, it's like immediately trash or something, and it's like. Why not write new characters? And it's like, well, that's what Ghostbusters and Ocean's 8 did. And you still got mad. So, like, so they were different people. It's not like, it's not like Krista McCarthy was Bankman in the Ghostbusters movie. You know, she was her, she was somebody else. So, I don't know. People are weird, man. People are so weird. They get so, so offended and angry about the stupidest stuff. Um, You know, just, you know, protest with your money. Just don't go see it. Don't give it your money if you hate it that much. You know what I mean? Simple as that. You don't have to go on the internet and cry about it like a little baby. You know? Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> that being said... <laughs> oh, man. That being said, uh, No Time to Die apparently is the best Bond film. Uh, it had the the best opening night ever out of the previous Daniel Craig Bond films. And, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal um, because it's Daniel Craig's last uh, Bond film. So, pretty cool. They were talking about, like, the next Bond being a woman. And then they 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 did this interview with Daniel Craig, like, oh, Daniel Craig hates women. Like, speaking of this fucking topic again, sorry. Daniel Craig thinks that the new, that the new Bond shouldn't be a woman, and he hates women. And so, people started, like, getting outraged and shit. And I'm like, that's... You guys, that is literally not what he said. And if you go read or watch the interview, what he said was they shouldn't make Bond into a woman. They should make a new character within the universe uh, 
and have a woman play that new character and have her be more badass than Bond. That is what he said. And you got to kind of agree with that, honestly. And I think uh, most people agree with that. And it's just really weird how people just like will share things, will share articles without reading. You know, they took his thing completely out of context. And you know what I mean? And I agree with that because, like, honestly, like, if you think about the Bond universe, right, 007 is a code name. It's a title. It's a position, right? So um, the the next person would be, like, 008, and then that person can be a woman or a, a, a gender nonconforming super agent or a non-binary agent or something. You know what I mean? Like, or it could even be a man, too. Who cares? But, like, technically, that job is, like, a that's, like, a the 007 is his job. And it's the code name given to his job. So, like, if you think of the the way that that works, they should make, like, a 008. And that could be, like, you know, a woman or a femme character or whatever. You know what I mean? He was just saying that they shouldn't change Bond. And instead, they should change... Uh, they should just make a new... Write a new character for someone to fill and create a new legacy with. Which, like, you can't really argue with that. But, of course, like like I said, everyone takes this shit out of context. And, yeah. Anyways, DC's long-delayed Flash film was wrapped shooting. That's pretty cool. A DC fandom trailer showed some of the on-set scenes of Flash and Barry Allen. Ezra Miller is Barry Allen. I mean, Ezra Miller's just... Oh, God. They are so fun. Ezra Miller's goaded. Megan Fox shows off her Expendables 4 outfit... Hell yeah, I'm excited. I love Megan Fox. I think Megan Fox is fierce as fuck. And I think The Expendables is a cool movie series. It's a very bro action explosion in your face movie. But God, are they fun to watch. It just turn your brain off and just watch people kick ass and shoot each other. And, you know, it's not like peak fiction or anything. But, like, it's really fun. Action, action movies like that are fun once in a while. Just put it on in the background, you know. Bust out your uh, bust out your sketch pad or your journal where you write in. You gotta get a couple get a cup of coffee, you know. Play with your dog while it's on in the background. Play with your cats. Just turn your brain off, relax, have fun. Um, very fun movies. Catherine Hahn, uh, who played Agatha in the um, Wandavision, Ag- Agatha Harkness, she is now getting a spinoff including Marvel shows on Disney Plus and movie and in movies. So that is that is just great. Catherine Hahn is first of all she's fine as wine. Okay, I think she's she, she, she's so fine. She's hmm. She's so fine. Not only that, she's funny as fuck, dude. She's so funny. She is hilarious. She is a hilarious person. And can do serious stuff. Very cool. Um, but yes, I know she probably looks like a little young for like what Agatha Harkness normally looks like. But I mean, still, she does it really well. I think I think it does really well. In the Marvel Comics universe, for those of you who don't know who, don't know who Agatha Harkness is, she is her lore in the Marvel is is one she's one of the original witches from the Salem Witch Trials. So Really cool. Squid Game, dude. <laughs> I don't even really need to talk about Squid Game. Okay, y'all know about Squid Game. I have not started watching it yet, but of course Nick has, and he's fucking crazy. 
But here's what it is. Squid Game is this, okay? It's so damn popular. It's so damn popular. It's so damn popular. The fucking guy who wrote and directed it, I don't remember if he was the writer or director or both, but one of the creators, the guy, I get, apparently he had this shit written 10 years ago. And companies and TV production companies and shit kept, like, rejecting him. And he was rejected so much to the point where he had to, like, sell his laptop for money to, like, pay his rent. And, like, he, like, was, like, broke as a joke. And now it's one of the most biggest things in the fucking world. White vans. White van shoes. Shoes. Vans. White vans. Sales spike 7,800% after Squid Game premiered. The, the, those white vans went up in sales by 7,800%. 7,800% after Squid Game. You got to understand, like, that's fucking, that's fucking nuts, man. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. So crazy. And, of course, we finally got a trailer today for The Legend of Vox Machina. If you don't know what The Legend of Vox Machina is, it is an upcoming animated series um, funded by Kickstarter uh, and animated by Titmouse, which is a great animation studio. Um, Vox Machina is... A campaign that was it's the first campaign that was ever done on critical role and it follows a group of adventures vox machina and so yeah it's the story is an animated story of that first campaign which is sweet right i mean they have all of the story and lore done so uh yeah pretty cool i'm sorry if you heard a door creaking in the background those Trisha. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I think that's pretty sweet, and the animation looks amazing. Lastly, I just want to talk to you guys about this, okay? And let me just make this very clear, that's just so you guys understand, okay? Because I, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people understand what what premium Bandai is, okay? And I, I don't know how else to explain it to you except just fucking do it, literally do it. And I'll give you all the reasons why right now. Number one, because it's free. Number two, because it's free. Number three, because it's free. Number four, because it's free. Okay? Number five, here's reason number five. So the thing about Premium Bandai is this, right? You sign up for free. I don't know if I said that yet. For free, you sign up. Okay, and you get notified of these exclusive Bandai products, right? You get notified when it's being open for pre-order. You get notified, um, like like a month before it goes on sale. Sometimes a couple weeks, depending on what the item is and how many they're making of it. And you're probably asking, okay, well, Sam, what's the difference between premium Bandai and regular Bandai products? Like, what, what's the difference, right? I can go to Hot Topic and get a Dragon Ball Z shirt if I want to. Yes. No one is saying you can't. Oh, uh, well, Sam, I can just go to my local hobby store and go on, or go on Mecha Warehouse or go on uh, New Type and order my Gunpla there. Yes, absolutely you can. What you don't understand, though, is, is that these 
things on Premium Bandai, you don't get anywhere else unless somebody is selling it from them already. As in, there are sellers in stores and online shops out there that will hop on a pre-order and buy three or four of one product and then try and sell it back to you for a 50% markup. Fuck them, number one. Number two, you know, it, you, 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 it's free for you yourself to do it. So you're getting it for the P Bandai price. And they only make a limited number of them. They're not available anywhere else, okay? So, like, the thing I'm looking at right now, okay, here's what you need to understand. Here's what you need to understand. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Here, I'm just going to click on Gundam, okay, just because I'm into Gunpla lately. Here's what you need to understand. There are, there's Gunpla on here, right? They only make a certain number of them, and that's it, okay? Sometimes, you know, they'll bring it back, you know, whatever. But other than that, once they make it, that's it, okay? I'm looking at one right now. It's the it's the Master Grade Scale 100 Cubelay Damned, okay? That's got to be one of the coolest suits in the Gundam universe, number one. Number two, you will literally not be able to find it anywhere else, Except P Bandai, okay. If you find it somewhere else, it's because that person got it for P Bandai, and they're charging you an extra hundred dollars for it, okay. It's free, okay. And the reason why you're like, Sam, why are you talking about this on the newscast? Well, I'm talking about it on the newscast right now because there's a ton of new shit on there right now that's super fucking amazing. There's basketball shorts with the Federation logo from Gundam, the Principality of Zeon logo. There's um, let's see. Some shirts, some clothes. You can't find some of these clothes anywhere else, okay? They're only on P Bandai. If you find, like I said, if you find it somewhere else, that's because someone's punking you. They are literally upcharging you because they got it from P Bandai, okay? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pre-ordering, like, you know, uh, one or two. They limit you to, like, a certain number for each thing, depending on what the thing is. But, like, there's nothing wrong with getting, like, one or two, maybe three for a homie. Like, oh, I, I... my friend's at work. I'm going to get him one too, you know? Oh, uh, oh, Sen's at fucking school today. I'm going to get, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get, the, get an extra one for them. Oh, Nick is, uh, taking a long poop this morning. I better order one of these. I better order an extra, um, high grade 144, uh, Barbatos Gundam, uh, Gunpla kit for him. You know what I mean? So a lot of these kits, like they're P Bandai exclusive. So they come in like their own special kind of P Bandai box. Um, I have two things coming from P Bandai now from the Gunpla Expo, which are SD kits that are clear Zaku's. They're clear colored, which are super cool. It's not just that, you guys. It's not just that. It's Evangelion stuff. Pac-Man, SD Gundam, Ultraman, Demon Slayer, Dragon Ball Z, My Hero, uh, Digimon. The latest thing on P Bandai for Digimon right now is the little. There's these little Digimon collection figures. There's the. Oh, these pre-orders are closed. Damn it. I was going to say I want these too. The but they've done they've done this thing called the Digimon Card Game Card Game Tamer set where it's an exclusive playmat, exclusive sleeves. And uh, I can't believe I missed this. These sleeves are so cool. The sleeves are like the old Japanese card game backs, which is super cool. Anyway, P Bandai is sweet, okay? They notify you what time exactly the time and date when things are coming up and then boom. Go for it. Pre-order right there. Anyways, I've got enough about P Bandai. But just saying, if you like any of the stuff I just talked about, just sign up for Premium Bandai. It's free. It's literally free. It's literally free. 
That being said, let's take a small break and we'll go into the anime news. Did I mention P Bandai was pretty much? Hey, links.animism.net, you can find everything right there. And let me just quickly go over what's going on right now, okay? So yes, we are back. The podcast is back in the full swing of things. In the month of September, things slowed down because, like, Danny was, like, going going through, uh, like, some life changes. Not anything bad. Actually, really good stuff. It's just taking up a lot of her time. And Nick was kind of really busy, like, a lot of weekends in September. And I was starting a new job. Like, I started just two weeks ago. Um, today was my second Friday. And we kind of slowed down and things like that. I think I've talked about this enough, but I'm just saying, yes, we're back at the full swing of things. And you're kind of probably asking yourself, well, what what's, so what's going to happen? Is anything going to change now that you're working now and whatever? I really hope not. And it really seems like this last week, especially, I mean, I haven't really had time to, even though I'm working from home and I'm right next to my main computer, um, I, I work, so literally my commute to work is I roll my chair over and I open up a laptop. Um, I can still see what's going on in Discord and hang out with you guys and stuff. But as for doing like extra content and stuff like that, it's it's getting a little tough. And I don't want to fail the patrons, um, which you can find at links.animesummit.net, patreon.com slash animesummit. Um, I, I really don't want to fail the patrons. So what I have to do is I just have to set aside. I have to be better at managing my time and be better at like setting aside time to do extra stuff for you guys is all. And it's not like I can't take time off, okay? I'm like, this is the first job I'm ever getting, like, like accruing PTO hours. So that's really cool. So if I ever really wanted to, I could, like, dedicate, like, a day or two to just doing, recording, doing whatever the fuck, extra stuff, whatever. Um, the big part of it now is that I got to find a new video editing program because the one I've been using is actual trash. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I could I could just, like, as long as I do it, like, uh, ahead of time, I could say, hey, I need this day off, you know, and then I can just do a bunch of extra stuff. And I want to hear from y'all. I want to hear from you guys. Hey, Sam, if I become a patron, would you do this? Hey, Sam, you know, as a, as a regular listener or not a patron, I would love to see if you made this kind of YouTube video with Danny or maybe you and Nick play uh, the Nickelodeon Brawl All-Stars or something and stream it. I want to hear from you guys. Just tell me what you want want, want me to do. You know, the, the thing about our podcast, right, is like, yeah, we're just a podcast, but you notice that me and Danny and Nick, we do all this other extra stuff um, because we want to. We, we want to build a big space in the anime community and take up, take up more space, collab with more people, do more things, and and things like that. And and we just want to be we want to be able to, to hit all avenues, you know. And maybe we're going to make a TikTok soon. Who knows? But in any case, um, I, I thank you guys for following us for so long and doing this with us. It's really amazing. So I love you guys. So. Yeah, hopefully I will find some time. Right now, I'm just going to focus on the main show and the newscasts and things like that. Probably for the next probably the next two or three weeks more. See what happens. See where I'm at in my job. There's going to be some days where I won't have time to, to, to look at Discord or anything like that at all. Um, and there's going to be other days where I will be able to. Um, but that's kind of the beauty of working from home, you know. When I go on break, I don't have to go anywhere i can just roll my chair over and hang out on my 10 15 minute breaks and then on my lunchtime same thing i just roll my chair over eat my sandwich in front of discord talk to you guys hang out do whatever so um but that being said um i thank you guys for like following and supporting 
anime summit and whatever we do. And I love you guys. I always love you guys for that. So thank you. Uh, let's get into the anime news though. Enough of the sappy shit. Sam, you sap, you fucking bitch. Okay. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. All right. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero Anime Films trailer streamed. This is like one of those fucking... God, this is at New York Comic Con because I forgot New York Comic Con just happened. Um, or is happening. started yesterday and it's going through the weekend. Um, but yeah, it was literally like like that first kind of teaser that we got for the, 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 the last Dragon Ball Super movie we got. It was like very little. It just showed Goku kind of jumping up and down and whatever. This was one of those teasers where it was literally just like a song and a bunch of random ass clips. Um, they they're kind of going for like this CG. So it's CG anime, right? Um, but it's like a cell shaded look, and the way they've done it is they it moves like in like a regular anime frame would move. So like you know it kind of almost it almost looks like um, they tried to do it like how they move in in um the way they made it work in Dragon Ball Fighters or like in Guilty Gear Strive, you know, where it's CG but it looks 2D, but it's so good that it just straight up looks 2D. But it kind of looks like it the way it kind of looks, it looks like a a kind of it, almost like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, like the way that was done, kind of. It kind of looks like that. But anyway, it's very clear that the new enemy is um something it's the red ribbon army uh that's very clear if you don't know who the red ribbon army is then i haven't fucking uh uh you know obviously spoiled anything but uh projects for the new film began in 2018 it's scheduled to premiere in 2022 in japan um the film has the goal of telling a large-scale story aside from story composition and character design toriyama is also writing lines of dialogue in the film so this film will be the 21st anime film in the overall Dragon Ball franchise. Now, what this has to do with, like, anything in the, the manga right now, I have no idea. Because, like, the, I think this is not canon. I don't think this is canon at all. I'm not sure. I would like to imagine that it would be since the last movie was. Or was supposed to be anyway. But who fucking knows? So, the manga is, like, in this this new fucking thing where they fight this dude named Moro. So, I don't know. I'm very tempted to read the Dragon Ball Super manga just so I don't have to fucking wait for the anime, but who knows? We'll see. Um, Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man wins Best Manga at Harvey Awards. Uh, with the Best Manga Award on Friday, Fujimoto provided a statement of the award ceremony stating, Thank you for the insanely awesome award. It's the best award of any awards that exist in America. I consider this crude manga of mine unbefitting of any award, but I plan to continue packing it full of all the things that I love. If you ever happen to be handing out awards again, hit me up. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I think he's trying really hard to be humble and not really, and maybe he's not really sinking in how successful Chainsaw Man is um, to him, but, you know, who, who knows? The organizers of the event also inducted manga creator Rumiko Takahashi as one of the five new members of their Hall of Fame this year, 
alongside Bernie Wrightson, Jeffrey Catherine Jones, Barry Windsor Smith, and Michael Kaluta. Takahashi also provided a statement about the award. Thank you so much for this wonderful award. I am so honored the American readers have enjoyed my work. Through the medium of manga, I am so happy I'm able to communicate with all of you. The world is in hardship due to COVID, but I hope my manga can provide some support. Fucking amazing. Um, fucking amazing. Very cool. The Harvey Awards added the best manga category in 2018. Kabi Nagatsu's My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness manga won the first award. Kohei Horikoshi's My Hero Academia won in 2019. And of course, Kamome Shirohama's Witch Head Atelier won the award in 2020. A.K.A. the best manga ever written. And drawn. Uh, Pura Ore Pride of Orange Girls hockey anime featured in local newspaper. Uh, I guess in the Japanese newspaper. I'm not sure. The Shimbun. Shimotsuke Shimbun uh, newspaper. Uh, yeah, fucking hockey. It's a hockey anime, dude. Remember we were talking about that? I was like, man, they'll never make a fucking hockey anime. I'm going to be geeking out about the jerseys the whole entire time I watch it just because, you know, I used to design them. And I'm going to geek. I like sports design is super weird. It's a weird industry that I never thought I would learn about. But I must say that the the, the jerseys, the, I was about to say joysies. The jerseys that the main characters, the main girls are wearing are very classic, very indicative of classic, a classic look. Orange, black, and white. Those are classic colors. Um, yeah, dude. Pretty cool. So I'm excited for that one. That should be coming out winter, I think. Pop Team Epic Creator launches YouTube channel, introduces cats. His first video introduces his three cats, Terra-chan, Kama-chan, and Poo-chan. All three cats are named for films starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so Terminator, Commander, and uh, I don't know what the Poo one is. What's Poo? I don't get it. Terminator 2, Kama-chan is Commando, and Poo is after Predator. Oh, okay. I guess. That's weird. Anyway, pretty funny. Yen Press license, licenses Monstabu, Lost Lad London, ReZero, The Frozen Bond, and Bungo, Stray Dogs, Dead Apple Manga, and more. So yeah, Yen Press, dude. Yen Press is going hard. Uh, Your Forma, which is a light novel by uh, Medeo Kikushi and art by Subita Nozaki. Mons Tabu. So it's supposed to be like Monstabu, but also Mons Tabu, as in it's taboo. Uh, manga by Yuya Takakashi and Tali. Lost Lad London by Shinyashima. Um, ReZero, the Frozen Bond manga. Sorted Online Abek Artworks, uh, which is an art book. Bungo Stray, Dog, Bungo Stray Dogs Stormbringer Light Novel by Kafka Asagiri and Sango Harukawa. Bungo Stray Dogs Dead Apple. By Kafka Asagiri and Ganji. Uh, a Returner's Magic Should Be Special Manwa. Creators by Wokjaka and Usonan. Why Raylena Ended Up in the Duke's Mansion Manwa. By Whale and Milka. The Daughter of the Emperor Manwa. By Reno and Yunsul. And uh, that's it. The End Press also announced physical release for the graphic novel The Beginning After the End webcomic. Written by Turtle Me with art by Fuyuki23 based on the Tapa's original novel. So yeah, there you go. Yen Press is kind of, kind of killing the game, making sure we get we get hooked up. Um, Odd Taxi ends Blu-ray pre-order campaign with over twenty times minimum sales goal. Holy shit! Yeah, I guess uh, their minimum sales goal was like, uh, 
somewhere in the hundreds. Anyway, 6,000 sets were ordered in total, over 20 times the minimum amount required for the set to be issued. Okay, so yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, if this gets pre-ordered enough, then we'll we'll make them, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, it had no plans to release a Blu-ray box set due to the slump in home video sales in recent years. However, due to audience demand, the series launched a pre-order campaign in June. In August, the campaign expanded to overseas customers, and they're now making 6,000 sets of the series. It's honestly one of the greatest series this year. I personally think it's it's so good. It's really good. It's so fucking good, you guys. Odd Taxi is really good. Y'all should watch Odd Taxi. Uh, Niji Sanji N announces third virtual YouTuber group Etheria. Um, Niji Sanji English announces third virtual YouTuber group Etheria. Their social media accounts and YouTube channels launched on the same day. Its members are Anna Alouette, Nina Kosaka, Remy Endo, and Millie Parfait. Yeah, dude, if you feel like VTubers, that's what's up. Um, Funimation to stream robot sci-fi TV animated series Ancient Girls Frame. Funimation announced on Friday that it will stream the original television animated series Ancient Girls Frame, or Toshinki's G-Flame, uh, for the fall 2021 season. Uh, oh, so it's right now. Yeah, this looks really sweet. I want to watch this. Is it a big robot thing? It looked like a big robot thing. I like the outfits. Like the, the, the pilot uniforms. They're really cute. I mean, it's the cute Moe girls. They look like cute waifus. In, uh, and they're piloting cool things, maybe. That looks like a robot in the background. I think that's a robot. Anyway, I like the way that looks. I like the colors. I really like the way that looks. We'll see. Uh, our fall first impressions will come soon. So, uh, This should have been in the game news, so I don't know why it's here. But anyways, Tales of Arise releases sort of online DLC pack. Uh, yeah, there's a DLC pack for Tales of Arise where you can dress your characters in uh, SAO outfits. Shenmue anime debuts in 2022 in Japan. The official website for the Shenmue the animation. Uh, Crunchyroll, an Adult Swim anime series adaptation of Yu Suzuki's Shenmue game series, opened on Friday and revealed that the anime will debut in Japan in 2022. Crunchyroll will stream the 13-episode series worldwide outside of Japan and mainland China. And Adult Swim will air it on its tsunami block in the United States. Um, Chikara Sakurai, who did One Punch Man Season 2, Majimoji Rurumo, and Lost Song, is directing the anime at Telecom Animation Film, and Sola Entertainment is credited for production management. Yeah, dude, I mean, I've only played the first Shenmue game, um, but it's a really cool series. Really cool. Uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes Day New Thieves Season 3's teaser reveals title screening dates. Um, the third season will then run for 24 episodes. Uh, 20, episodes 25 to 48 in the overall series. Um, the theatrical features will premiere. Season premieres as three theatrical features on March 4th, April 1st, May 13th, before the 24-episode TV airing. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be sure to remind you guys when that comes close, just in case you all want to hit that up. Pokemon's English subtitled Fubuki no Natsu Yasumi, Poketune Anime Shorts, another Poketune, the net anime short for Fubuki no Natsu Yasumi, Summer Vacation Blizzard, on the Pokemon Kids TV channel on YouTube on Friday, Shingo Yamashita, who did Twilight Wings, is credited as overall director, while Yusaku Kitano directed the short at Mimoid and Drew Carter Designs. Um, yeah, dude, really cute. Uh, I have not watched it yet, 
but I really like the way it looks. So, so far we have the the one with the kid in the magic harp, the Pancham one with the Gengar. Um, yeah, dude, it's going to be cool. I'm going to watch all these in one go. Uh, second Space Battleship Yamato 2020, 2205 film reveals February 4th opening. Vis- key visual by Kia Asamiya. Very fucking cool. I love Kia Asamiya's artwork, so them doing this key visual is super sick. Um, but yeah, first film in two-part project open on Friday. If this gets a North American screening, I'll be sure to hit you up on that. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. I'm so, so, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Black Rock Shooter, Dawnfall, Anime Unveiled Staff, Spring 2022 premiere. The official website for the new Black Rock Shooter, Dawnfall, television anime revealed the anime staff visual and Spring 2022 premiere on Friday. Tencho, who did Grisaya Phantom Trigger and Azure Lane, is directing the anime at his Bi- Bibbery Animation Studio and Bibbery Animation CG Studio. Uh, Makoto Fukami, Psychopaths, Blade of the Immortal, Magical Girl, Special Ops, Asuka, is writing and overseeing the scripts in collaboration with Ryo Yoshigami, who has uh, done the scripts for Psychopaths, Psychopaths 3, Psychopaths 3 First Inspector, and Rui, Rui Tomono, um, and Makoto Ishiwata and Yojo Ota are doing the concept designs um, with Yo Nakagawa uh, doing the character designs and chief animation directing. The Black Rock Shooter franchise began with an illustration by Huke of the eponymous character, which he posted on Pixiv on December 26, 2007. The illustration inspired a song of the same title by Supercell using the Hatsune Miku Vocaloid program and later spawned a 2010 original video anime and a 2012 television anime, as well as a spin-off manga games and figures depicting the character. Yeah, it's literally... The, the, so, I haven't watched the OVA in the original anime. The original anime is only like eight episodes. It's kind of this very weird thing where this this girl... And I forgot the main girl's name. I think her name is Motoko, I think. And she has like these dreams, and when she dreams, she becomes the Black Rock Shooter. And the Black Rock Shooter is this girl with eyes of blue fire, and she has like this gun, and it shoots these very sharp rocks. <laughs> it's very cool. It's super sick. It's very cyberpunk, very goth, super dope. And there was a lot of CG anim- CG animation in the, that original one too. So I think this whole thing is going to be CG though. Um, probably, but yeah, the, 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 the way this, this, this character and franchise began is just really cool. You know, someone posted an OC and that's what happened. So Shadowverse gets second anime with new protagonists. The official website for the television anime adaptation of Psy Games Inc.'s Shadowverse card battle smartphone game announced on Friday that the anime will have a second anime titled Shadowverse Flame. The site unveiled the second anime's visual and new staff members. Um, yeah, I've never played that game. I'm not really big on virtual card games. I'm more of a fan of just playing paper card games. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. World's End Harem anime is episode two and later delayed to January. Anime is scheduled to premiere on Friday. The official website for the television anime, World's End Harem Science Fiction Manga, announced on Friday that the anime's production committee has delayed the anime's episode two and later episodes from this fall to January 2022 due to a need to closely examine the anime's production. 
In addition, episode one will air as scheduled, but it will not stream until January. That sucks. I don't know what happened, but yeah, that's. I wonder if we'll get more disclosure on that. <clears throat> uh, Blade Runner and Black Lotus anime premieres on November 13th. So literally a month from now. But it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty sweet. Uh, Gona Guy's Barbara manga ends on October 25th. That's this year's 20th issue of Shogaku Gun's big comic magazine. Revealed on Friday that Gona Guy's new short manga for Osama Tezuka's Barbara manga will end in the magazine's next issue on October 25th. The manga's one compiled book volume will ship on November 30th. Nagai and Dynamic Production Company launched the manga in Big Comic on May 10th. Um, Barbara opens with famous author Yosuke Mikura wandering the packed tunnels of Shinjuku Station, where he makes a strange discovery, a drunk woman, her rags caked in mud, who can quote French poetry. Her name is Barbara. He takes her home for a bath and a drink, and before long, Barbara has made herself into Mikura's shadow, saving him from egotistical delusions of jealous enemies, but just as Mikura is no saint, Barbara is no benevolent guardian angel, and Mikura grows obsessed with discovering her secrets, tangling with thugs, sadists, magical curses, and mythical beings, all the while wondering whether he himself is still sane. Yeah, dude. Uh, It was originally a manga by Osama Tezuka in the 70s, and Gona Guy has uh, readapted it. So I guess it's ending at the end of the month. Uh, Ari Ferretta from Commonplace to World Strongest, season two, coming out in winter. So there you go, if you are into that shit. Second season in the uh, winter. <coughs> Excuse me. This also should have been in the game news, but that's okay. Bandai Namco announces Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy, PS4, PS5. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, 6v6 action, space battles, space-based battles, infantry battles, new dimension in-game combat, giving pilots the ability to take part in the flight alongside mechas. Uh, pretty cool. It's going to be sick. PS4, PS5, looks like. Um, Blue Lock manga takes a break due to artist's health. Ah, you hate to hear it, dude. You hate to see it. Fucking A. Um, yeah, the official Twitter account for Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine announced on Wednesday that Muniyuki Kanashiro and Yusuke Nomura's Blue Lock Soccer manga is taking a break due to the artist Nomura's sudden illness. The magazine's 45th issue did not publish a new chapter of the manga on Wednesday. The manga is scheduled to resume in the magazine's 40th issue on October 27th. Uh, right stuff. Tokyo Pop achieved pre-order goal to reprint Aria manga in Masterpiece Edition. So yeah, pretty cool. It was like a Kickstarter campaign, I guess, and uh, yeah, pretty sweet. Or not a Kickstarter, but uh, I think just like one of those, like, hey, if you pre-order this, uh, you know, <clears throat> we'll do it up. Uh, firefighter anime inspires teen to save burning building. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm just gonna read you this. An 18-year-old Japanese boy was honored by the Kagoshima City Central Fire Department on September 29th after he reported and helped limit the spread of a house fire. The teen, Oga Kawazu, credited his calm composure and quick thinking to anime. Kawazu received an anime er, <laughs> received an award of recognition and stated at the presentation ceremony that he had watched an anime series featuring firefighters and was able to calmly deal with the situation. 
Kawazu was on the way to a convenience store in Uehonmachi on August 29th when he noticed a fire had broken out in the entrance to a two-story wooden home. Kawazu called 119, the emergency number in Japan, and then both rang the doorbell and pounded on the door. It was nearly midnight when the elderly homeowner, a woman in her 70s who lived alone, answered the door. She had been about to turn in for the night when Kawazu came by. She was then able to put the fire out on her own. While he didn't specifically state which anime he watched, Atsushi's Oku was popular Fire Force series seems like a likely candidate. I mean, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, he was walking by and he saw someone in trouble, so he helped out. Really cool. I wonder how serious that fire was, though, because clearly the woman was like, you know, not no, she didn't notice. I mean, I wonder where it was. That's crazy. <clears throat> Still pretty cool, though. It's cool to see when anime has a positive impact like that on what could have been a dire situation. Funimation streams two more Demon Slayer recompilation specials. Um, yeah, dude, and then we're getting uh, we're getting season two Entertainment Disregard Television Anime. Uh, literally this weekend, I'm pretty sure. Oh no, 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 this winter, this winter. So, so people are some people are kind of confused on how they what they're doing. So this weekend we are getting the Mugen Train arc in a seven episode arc. Um, which like, if you've already seen the movie, fine, whatever, right? But this new seven episode arc includes like 70 minutes of other footage that they had done and more footage that they added. And it also includes like two episodes worth of like Rengoku's journey from when he got the mission about the train and then going to the train. So it's just adding more to it, I guess. Which is really cool. I'm not sure if that's like part of the manga. It probably was, and they just wanted to do it, or whatever, or why they did it the way they did it. I have no idea why. But <clears throat> then we are getting Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Dark this winter. So super excited for that. A lot of upcoming anime. That's super hype. Uh, Build divided card games anime second promo video video pre- uh, previews opening theme that premieres literally today. So after you listen to this, you can probably go watch this right now. We've talked about this one enough. Um, High Dive is going to be streaming Lupin the Third Part 6, Shiki Zakura anime, um, in the fall of 2021, so this season. So if you've got High Dive, you can watch this. Um, The biggest Attack on Titan manga gallery in the U.S. is coming to Anime NYC. A manga gallery of titanic proportions is coming to New York City. Kodansha Comics announced on September 29th at the Anime NYC convention will host a gallery dedicated to the conclusion of the popular Attack on Titan manga series. The gallery will showcase the evolution evolution of art by series creator Hajime Isayama and include a message board from fans around the world. Pretty cool. So if you're in, uh, you know, if you're around the area. Adventure TV anime Orient reveals three more cast members. The official website for the television anime of Shinobu Otaka's Orient manga revealed three more cast members for the show on Wednesday. Um... <clears throat> This is that one with the guy at the big fucking sword. Um, at age 10, best friends Musashi and Kojiro sat in excited silence as Kojiro's father spun tales of evil demons who preyed on the innocent and the warriors who defeated them. Practicing swordplay, the two swear an oath to become the world's strongest in the world. The world's strongest in the world. The strongest in the world. But as they grow up, Kojiro turns cynical and Musashi comes to realize that he can't turn back 150 years of demon rule on his own. He's being called a prodigy with a pickaxe, and he's almost ready to settle for a life of labor. Yet he can't shake the feeling that he still has a responsibility to act, 
and soon the injustices of his world will force his hand. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks kind of generic in a little, you know, in a way, but I don't know. A lot of people are making a big deal out of it. It's supposed to be in winter, so. Mentioned that one before, too. Uh, Miss Kuroitsu from the Monster Development Department anime teaser. This looks really cute. Um, <clears throat> I think this is based on a, a manga. Um, the manga centers on, Kuro, on the Kuroitsu, an assistant researcher in the superhuman research and development department of uh, Agastya. A villainous secret organization that battles with heroes who try to save the world, Kuroitsu lives a busy life in Agastya, caught between the absurd request for her bosses, making presentations, implementing new features into superhumans, and getting results within the allotted time, budget, and spec requests, all without vacation. That's pretty funny. That's kind of a, a neat concept. Um, but yeah, I guess the anime is coming out and that premieres in the winter. <clears throat> Um, excuse me, you guys, my throat's like getting dry. Uh, we talked about that one already. Love after world domination anime reveals three more cast members. Um, we have, um, science man Johnson with a mustache. And then we have evil dictator general emperor guy with the cape and a skull on his chest, Johnson. And, you know, on his hat, like an M. Bison hat. General looking evil emperor motherfucker. And then we have Bareface Johnson with also a general, evil general outfit and cannons on his shoulders. I mean, I don't need to watch this to know it's 10 out of 10 already because we have this fucking bear, this bear face. Um, two sides to every coin. It's based on a manga. Two sides to every coin. Light versus dark. Good versus evil. Love versus hate. Sometimes the line between the two grows thin and it's so, so easy to cr- cross. So it's no surprise that Fudo Aikawa, a.k.a. Red Gelato of the Gelato 5, and hero to all people, just may have happened to fall for the villainous and member of the shadow organization Gekko. Destiny Magahara, but when opposites like these attract, there's more than a few obstacles to their love. What's a pair like this to do? So yeah, he's like a, a, he's like the Red Ranger of a Sentai group, and he falls in love with the with the princess of the evil organization. Yeah, and so, like, the three characters I was describing before are all villains. Supreme Leader Boslar and Culverin Bear. Fucking Bearface Cannon Johnson. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, Detective Conan's spinoff manga, Hani no Hanzawa-san and Zero no Tea Time, both get an anime. So these were two spinoff mangas. <clears throat> the first spinoff manga, uh, Hani no Hanzawa-san, is a gag manga that stars... So, okay, so you know when, like, they're going over, like, the case in each episode, right? You know when they're, like, going over it and they're, they're, Conan's, like, explaining, like, oh, so it turns out that the culprit came in, he came in the room, and then he took the knife and he stabbed her, and then he tried to cover it up by doing this, and then he escaped, right? And the it's, like, a black silhouette character because you don't know who the culprit is, right? But, like, the character that, that, that shows in his explanation is always, like, this black silhouetted, like, person. And so this this spin-off manga, Hani no Hanzawa-san, is a is a gag manga that stars the black silhouetted criminal that appears in Detective Conan chapters to represent the mystery culprits. Um but yeah, it, it's like the the black mystery person isn't like an actual person in this, and it's like a gag manga. Then there's you don't know Tea Time, which focuses on um three different characters. Toru Amuro. Um, Ray Furia, F- Furia, and Bourbon. So, there you go. 
and probably the best fucking news, in my opinion, Right Stuff and Nozomi Entertainment, again, killing it with this shit, launched a Kickstarter to um, dub and remaster uh, the original Dirty Pair. So, yeah, Right Stuff and Nozomi Entertainment announced on Friday that they have launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund an English-dubbed Blu-ray disc release of the original Dirty Pair 1985 television anime. The Kickstarter aims to fund an English-dubbed HD release for the main television anime, but also offers the Blu-ray disc release of the entire franchise as a reward for specific pledge tiers. The Kickstarter aims to raise 275000 and it has raised $252,000. Um, so this article is actually old, and they've already met that goal. So, um, <clears throat> But the... The people that they got to dub Kay and Yuri um, is uh, Jessica uh, Caveo, and she actually voiced Yuri in the OVA of of Dirty Pair, or OAV, whatever. There was these OVAs or OAVs that came over, and it was, it was the original Dirty Pair, but it was like the 80s. It was like an 80s OVA or something. And I forgot, like, it wasn't, like, even a full version of, like, the television series. It was, like, a different, older version. I don't fucking remember how those original ones are. The only ones I remember the most as a kid were Dirty Pair Flash, because those are the ones that came out when I was a kid. Um, but fucking, no, this one is, like, the original OG amazing shit, right? And they're redubbing it, and Yuri's voice, English voice actor is coming back as Yuri. And, um, but yeah, basically what you, what you need to know is all you need to know is, <clears throat> uh, Yuri and Kay are the main characters. Um, they're dubbed the lovely angels or that's what they call themselves. And they work for, for an organization called the three WA, which is the world welfare, world welfare, world, see, I don't remember what it was, but anyway, it's like the world or the working world wellness i don't remember anyway 3wa they work for the (laughs) they work for the 3wa and they're called consultants and they go when when some shit's happening they go and they they solve the problem and they're just like you know sometimes they get into more trouble than what they're in, in for so they're not necessarily like bounty hunters or they're not not necessarily um you know cops or whatever they're just like these agents who who try to keep things in order and uh, sometimes they do more damage than than uh, than uh, you know is needed uh, you know they do more bad than good sometimes getting into the shit they get into but that's like the whole point but anyway it's really cool I love Dirty Pair um, very, very, very fucking cool so I'm excited for that anyway um that's all I got. That's all I got, you guys. Um, freaking, uh, you know, do your thing, Chicken Wing. I love you guys very much. Thank you for watching or listening uh, to the Anime Summit newscast. Um, and again, links on AnimeSummit.net. Go there or be square. And uh, yeah, love you guys. Love you guys very much. Thanks for listening and supporting. Uh, that being said, I've been Tom, and this has been the Anime Summit News.